Hey everybody, Art Purcell here, back with another Making Movies is Hard podcast episode for all y'all. This is uh, a really wonderful episode that I recorded with a special guest host, Winnie Wong, who at the time was uh, going to be potentially, you know, joining the ranks of full-time co-hosts or ro- in a rotation of co-hosts, I should say. Uh, but then, you know, things just got out of hand. She got really busy. She's making movies. Um, you know, then I found Liz uh, to join as our full-time co-host. So then, you know, we just, uh, you know, I haven't revisited episodes. I'd love to do more with uh, with Winnie later. But um, I think this was our only episode no, no, we did two. We did another one with Ava Benjamin Shore that's already been released. So this is our second one with Winnie. Um, really love talking talking with Winnie to, to Dominic. Um, and Dominic, oh my gosh, what a great guest. I'm so, like, you know, kind of bummed that we let this sit for so long because uh, I've actually, since I recorded this episode with Dominic, I've become a big fan of his podcast, Totally Tell Me, which I started to listen to before we had him on the show. Um, so I was already kind of a little bit of a fanboy when we had him on. But yeah, so that's a really great, awesome podcast uh, if you guys want to hear uh, a couple of really uh, wonderful people talking about um, films, um, you know, with really cool special guests. It's from like the music scene side. It's so cool because um, he's like in a band. So it's like him and one of his bandmates talking about uh, movies uh, for an hour. And uh, they do like kind of movie reviews sort of um, in a really fun format that I'm kind of envious of. I like that they have a lot of comedy in their show. Wish we had more comedy, but that's not what our podcast is. So that's okay. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, this is uh, Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there um, as I'm recording this. And uh, we're going to release this one um, right back to back with an uh, episode with Bruce uh, Natchin that um, is also live now. So hope you guys enjoy the twofer. Sorry again for the delay. Um, I'm working on my shot list right now for the alternate. I've got, you know, gosh, what? Today? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so four full more days, basically, before we shoot on Monday, December 2nd, um, so yeah, exciting times, but uh, trying to get this all buttoned up and ready for everybody, um, Hilton, my AD is mad, not mad, I guess wishes that he had these shot lists now, but uh, yeah, we uh, we had them written down, we just didn't have them digitized, so that's what I'm working on, um, and still yet to be honest, I got a couple more shot lists to finish for different scenes but yeah we'll be all good anyways we'll, we'll talk about all that on a future episode but for now here is episode 233 with uh filmmaker music video director musician and all-around awesome individual dominic mercurio Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggles of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Russell. And I'm Winnie Wong. This week, we are very excited to welcome drummer, filmmaker, podcaster, and barrier-based artist Dominic Mercurio to the show. Welcome, Dominic. Hello. Happy to be here. So, Winnie, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Dominic and how you guys met and how, you know... Why, how he made it onto the show, basically, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny because, like, I feel like Dom and I should have met before. Like, I'm actually surprised that we didn't know each other before. Um, but we actually met through Matt Rome, who is a DP in, in the Bay. Um, and Matt Rome and I met through some mutual friends about, I want to say, like, over a year ago. Uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Nice. Um, and I think 
Matt might have recommended me to Dom when he found out that Dom was making a short film. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And then and then um, Dom asked me if I, you know, we met and we, you know, I think we were like trying to feel each other out, <laughs> like yeah, just to see coffee. if we like over some coffee, <laughs> if we would vibe. Right. And so we talked about He Won't Belong, his short film. And I really dug the concept. I really dug our conversation. And I felt like, huh, this is somebody that I might want to work with on something. So that's kind of where, you know, how it started. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and before we get into Dominic's background and bio and all that, I have a question for you, Winnie, just completely off the cuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what Uh-oh. about uh, Dom was it that made you want to go ahead and produce his movie? Was it because, like, just the conversation? <laughs> or was it, did you go to his website and watch all his awesome music videos and, like, oh, there we go, there he's re- he's legit? Like, what no, was no, it? I, I think what it is is, like, yes, I, I mean, I did, I did look at some of his stuff and I also... I think what it was, was like, he, he sent me some information about the short film and it like, the themes piqued my interest. And then I think at that point, I'm trying to remember if you had your treatment, like a really rough draft of the treatment. Yeah, I think yeah. at that point, I probably even had a script, but I, I yeah. maybe maybe I didn't send that to you first thing. I right, probably, right. Yeah, I probably sent you the um, the treatment. Yeah, I think, you know, I it was kind of like when we had met um, for coffee, it wasn't like, oh, I am 100% going to work on this thing no. on the short. It was more <laughs> of, okay, like I'm interested in learning more about the project. And I think what it was that kind of solidified, you know, me wanting to work with him was that it felt like he was really prepared, like in terms of nice. the treatment, in terms of the script, being able to speak to a lot of how he was planning to execute it it it's like i always am impressed by directors who who really prepare and who i feel like you know like you know i i would see this as like co-producing with dom because he already has such a like a producerial um you know nature about making this project like project come together oh you're making me blush over here no but it's like it for me it's like it's it's like for me, when I meet a director like that, it's it feels a little bit more collaborative, where I feel like this is someone who values the process and, and values um, every piece that goes into making a, a movie. So for me, it was just kind of, you know, all of those things coming together and feeling like after our conversation, this is somebody that, you know, I could talk to consistently for like, you know, the, the amount of time that we're going to be working on this together. Um, yeah. And I felt the same way. I mean, like, you know, getting to chat with you, it was, it was clear that you were able to, you were already asking questions that like, I wasn't even thinking of. And that's like always the trait that I'm looking for. And people that I want to pull onto a project or like people that can kind of check boxes that I'm not, you know, uh, as in tune with, you know, like I'm focusing on a million things and then there's always a million more things to be focusing on. And right. I think when you're assembling a crew, you want to find people who will think of, who will anticipate things that you couldn't even like see coming in a way. And I mean, yeah, of course you, always, <laughs> you seemed like, uh, you were already asking me stuff about the script that I was like excited that you would be asking me that if that makes sense. So it was, yeah. yeah. And plus it also just seemed like beyond the professional, it also seemed like you would be 
a, a very chill person to like actually just work with and hang out with. And that's also an important factor for me is like, you want to surround yourself with people who, <laughs> you know, you just, uh, want to be working <laughs> with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Sure. Awesome. Well, that's really great info, I think, because a lot of people are searching for producers or directors, vice versa, and mostly directors searching for producers to be, quite frank um <laughs> and we've talked about this before in the podcast and we've had people ask us about this before and you know i think it's really great to hear like how it comes together and like what's important to you uh, on both sides really you know and like why you agree to to sign on to a project because yeah. you know directors need to do their homework i mean i think that's a really simple good takeaway you know yeah. for people to you know pay attention to it's just like be prepared put your work together, think about it, you know, really care about it. Right. I think the, the thought, like the thought that goes into it, it just like it, it's really easy to see the difference when someone has put thought into something. And like, I, you know, I've been in the situations where I've worked with a director who, you know, it kind of feels like that, okay, I'm ready to offload the stuff to you. <laughs> and for me, it's just like, that doesn't really feel like a collaboration. It feels like, you know, like, okay, we are with this, there is a line drawn and this is a very black and white way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. And I feel like I, I'm pursuing more of the collaborative process where, you know, we are in this together. We're in this as a team you know, I want to walk things, I want to walk through things with you, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, that's really important. I actually had a, a situation like that recently where someone has asked me to help them produce their movie and it was very clear that they, you know, had their way of doing things and they didn't really want input in the creative so much. They're just like, go ahead. These are the things I need you to do. And I'm just like, um, okay, so yeah. can we, can we, can we come back to that? Cause that's a sure. really, I feel like that's a topic that I've always wanted to talk about. And I've brought up with other friends who are producers and everybody has kind of a different opinion about it, about mm, like how much creative input to, to contribute, you know, it's, um, it's as a producer. Even, yeah. It's not even necessarily creative in the story. It's more like creative in like, here's some ideas of how we could go about your mm. project yeah. and them being like, no, this is the way we're going about my project. <laughs> that doesn't Are sound you willing fun. To, to execute it the way that I'm doing it? And well, if basically like, go hire a puppet then. Right. <laughs> yeah. to, to me, that's like people trying to emulate like Stanley Kubrick or something right. where, like the, you know, the very the, di dictator, like yeah. dictatorship. And it's like, yeah. obviously, I love Kubrick, of course. Like, he's <laughs> one of the best directors of all time. But I also feel like that directorial style gets a sort of, it gets a, a pass just because some directors have done it. And I don't think it's the right way to be doing things, really. Like, you should be, it, it is a collaboration. A, a film is like, you, of course, you're like filtering ideas. You know, you can't just say yes to everything all the time. But like, you have to be open to the people around you, like offering their opinions. Yeah. Because like, Sometimes they just will bring things to light that you just weren't thinking of. And, and it's it's sometimes good to give yourself, you know, the pause to to kind of reevaluate when necessary. Right. And to me, even if even if my instinct is to think like, oh, that's a bad idea. Um, I still will like <laughs> see it through fully in my mind and be like, well, maybe it is a good idea. And like, why not? Let's let's just like test it out in my mind you know and like yeah. i think it's important to to at least 
<laughs> give a little bit of thought to every idea that's presented to you. Right. Yeah, totally. Yep. Okay, so we're going to table this for now. We'll come back to it later. <laughs> that, was but... a, that was a yeah, precursor. intense, yeah. Yeah, first, no, I, lo- I love it. But uh, but now, since pe- people have no idea who you are, Dom. But, uh, right. Chapter get... one, That's now it's coming up on the screen. Chapter one, that was the prelude. Chapter <laughs> right, one, here right, we go. Right. This is a Tarantino so, film now. Yeah, so uh, tell everybody about yourself. Like, uh, how'd you get into filmmaking? What do you do? All that stuff. Uh, yeah, so I'm. My name is Dominic Mercurio. Uh, I'm a filmmaker here in the Bay. I've, I've I'm a Bay Area native, which I feel like is a rare thing uh, these days. Um, but yeah, beyond filmmaking, I also am a drummer in a band called Foxtails Brigade, and I am also a uh, co-host of a podcast called Totally Tell Me with my bandmate and really good friend Laura Weinbach. Um, and yeah, so the. I would say filmmaking is sort of my, it's definitely like my main creative output. Um, It's where I feel like my ideas uh, can come to life the most. And with the filmmaking work, I think most recently, my stuff has mainly been focused on music videos. And right now I'm working on a short film, which will be my first short film in uh, eight years titled He Won't Belong. Nice. Awesome. I've been listening to Totally Tell Me, by the way. I've heard like <laughs> probably five episodes or something at this point, and oh, I'm a cool. big fan. So, good job. It's like cool. Which ones did my... you listen to? I'm curious. Um, I listened to Pete Lee's episode about yeah, yeah. Um, you know the Disaster Artist, yeah, uh, yeah which yeah. was really great. I listened <laughs> to the one about A Quiet Place, which I really liked and yeah. surprised me. I didn't think that you guys were going to think that way about that movie because I, I, I saw it in the theater and I just like was instantly a fan. And I was just like, oh, this is great. I love it. And then to hear all your 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 takes on it, I thought yeah. that was really interesting. It was fine. Um, yeah, I know. You're like the one who was like the least big fan of it. Um, but uh, I want to watch it again now with that, like, you know, sort of thought process um and then i listened to the total recall one because i am a humongous total recall fan (laughs) and 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 airheads too which is another one (laughs) yeah natalie dawn was on that one she's she's great she's a pompamous they were all great episodes and i feel like now i'm just gonna binge through all the ones that i've seen the movies too so event horizon is is keyed up next yeah well i've been doing my homework too i listened to a couple of episodes of this i listened to pete lee's episode which was super interesting and then i also listened to uh to Margaret Kerrigan's episode because oh, I worked with so her good. on um, I worked with her on, on my most recent music video uh, for Be Brave. She she did a costume yeah. for us, so yeah, she she was it was nice to hear her chat yeah. about uh, various things. Sorry to bother you, that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's amazing. She's Super so talented. Cool. Yeah. Love her. Yeah, I can't wait to work with her again. Um, well, well, first, just you know, let's go back in time eight years really quick. Like, what was the last short film that you made, and like, how did that project come and get about? And like, what size was it? Was it like you and a camera? Or was it a full crew? Like, how did how did you make your your last short film? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think to preface that, I should say that I went to film school at the Art Institute in uh, San Francisco, Art, Art Institute of California dash San Francisco. It gets very uh, confusing out here because nice. there's like at least five million art schools. Um, and so there I made several short films and the last, uh, short film that I made was, uh, my, my thesis film. It was called Nuclear Family. And it was, it was like a dark comedy about this affluent family, 
um, kind of focused on a young boy who's in the family who uh, is kind of, he just feels out of place. And uh, so it's sort of like a dark satirical comedy. Um, had a bit of a musical element in there. Not like musical with songs, but music themed, I should mm. say. Um, but anyway, so that was the last short film I made. And then I've just sort of been focused on kind of smaller projects. That film was about uh, 28 minutes or so. Um, oh, wow. And, you know, it wasn't just me and a camera. It was definitely like a full crew. Was, I think it was a crew of maybe 12 people or so, I want to say. Nice. Um, and yeah, it was super fun. I mean, we shot in this, it was primarily in one house, which is funny as I'm saying this, because I'm beginning to realize there's a lot of commonalities with the film I'm working on right now. But um, we shot it mostly all in one house um, in uh, Hillsborough. It was this really nice house. Um, and the story sort of came from the people who were actually living there. Um, just kind of like observing that family and how, <laughs> like if I was in that family, how, what would it be like? You know, that was kind of the, mm. <laughs> the, the premise, the initial premise, I guess. But yeah, I mean, since then I've focused on music video work. Um, been doing stuff with Matt Rome, who I met in film school. Um, and yeah, just kind of like smaller projects on the side, outside of the music videos. The music videos to me, I feel like are larger projects, but um, right. I don't know. I'm always kind of working on something. <laughs> nice. And just a completely random question. Like yeah. what, what do you do as a day job or to, to pay the rent? Are you a filmmaker full-time is that how you or do you do videos or something or like what is your job yeah so i'm a video producer at a, a company called tci um and oh nice they make a they make curriculum for teachers to use in the classroom it oh, started cool. as like a textbook company but now they have like an online subscription so i make all the videos and i also do a lot of photos for them as well so that's oh, like awesome my day job <laughs> that's cool that's well, it's my, awesome that's that you get regular... to do a video you know for your day yeah, job yeah it's pretty sweet definitely um uh, yeah okay so that that makes sense and i mean after watching your music videos your music videos are really like short films in in themselves like each one of them at least the four i saw they're pretty big deals you know um and really well pulled off you know so i can imagine the amount Thanks. of planning and writing and effort that went into those are, are probably the same as most short films you know um oh completely i mean i do view them as my short films in a way like this I is mean, they really are short films to, yeah. <laughs> you know really because they, they all have stories um you know and they all have really amazing art direction and just like you know, they're not just a band playing in front of us, you know, a screen or something. <laughs> it's way more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Thanks. I'm glad you liked them. But yeah, I mean, those videos to me, while of course they aren't a true narrative short film like the one I'm now working on, um, to me, yeah, I mean, I treat them as such. Like they, they, like you said, I mean, it's, it's, what I have an interest in with music videos is blending narrative with um the music and finding a way to kind of like decode the song that i'm given um and kind of think about it like i'm given a soundtrack to a film that has yet to be made and basically figure out a dramatic structure for the song and then start to think of stories that can like fit into that dramatic structure somehow i mean that's how they start at least <laughs> yeah yeah so 
Well, just completely random question again. Like, when was the first like music video you made? Was it after your your time in college, or was it in college? Like, when did you first, uh, you know, make a music video, and how did that project come about? Was it for a band you were in? Was it someone commissioning you to make a music video? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, wow, I haven't thought about that in a while. Uh, I guess the first music video I made, which is probably fairly buried on YouTube and isn't necessarily something I'd recommend checking out, um, but it was for my first band. We were called The Openers. It was like a high school band. And I mean, really the thing is, is like, I've always <laughs> been making videos since I was like 15. Um, it's just the production value definitely took a step up after film school. So, um, yeah, that was like pre film school. That was just like me in high school, just like filming <laughs> my band in a room. It certainly nice. was nothing like, <laughs> it wasn't like any high concept or anything. It was just us playing in a room and me just finding some like fun angles to shoot us with and that kind of stuff. So then when was the first one where you kind of did that process that you're explaining where you, you kind of treated it as a, a movie that hadn't, you know, there, a soundtrack for a movie that hadn't, you know, been made yet. Like, what was the first time that you kind of went, approached a music video with that process? Yeah, that was, um, that was far away long ago for my own band, Fox Hills Brigade. Oh, nice. Um, and that was, that was in 2015. And, um, yeah, that video, uh, it started, <laughs> I, I often, I think, get inspired by, locations and that video is shot in a mansion in Berkeley and a friend of mine was um caretaking the place and you know they they would like throw parties there and we would go I remember there was like a really fun Halloween party that we went to um everyone's all like dressed up and um at the time we had just finished that song far away and long ago and like during the party I'm just kind of like looking around and I just really kind of felt like the mansion itself is this, it's this amazing, uh, you know, estate really. Uh, but it's kind of falling apart at the seams. If you look <laughs> closely, you know, like the, the wallpaper is flaking off and it just, the furniture is, is, you know, all dusty. And there was just this really interesting, um, I don't know, dichotomy between the two things. And to me, that's how the song that we were recording at the time felt. There was just some like vague connection that was being drawn in my mind to that location in the song that we had just recorded. And um, like a, a few weeks later, I went or I had started brainstorming some ideas uh, for like a one take music video and kind of like a way that the camera could go through the house in one take where like each room could kind of be featured, like my favorite rooms, basically. And um I would go there with like my iPhone and just start like shooting footage and, and kind of timing things out and like listening to the song on headphones and getting a sense of like how, how it could move. And um, I think once the movement was more solidified is when a story started to emerge, even though that one is a bit more abstract, but to me, there's definitely a story. I mean, it's, it's sort of about like, um, like facing your fears and anxieties and, and self-doubts head on instead of running away from them. And that you can kind of like, you can kind of run and buy yourself some time, but eventually things will catch up with you is sort of the guiding concept of that one. And um, yeah, anyways, I mean, I shot it on my iPhone and I presented it to the band and, you know, they were really stoked about it. And so then we 
were able to get some funding through the iPhone footage. <laughs> oh, wow. W- where did you get the funding from? Uh, our label. So I showed, um, well, I mean, it was partially self-funded as the band fund um, and then partially funded through our label. Um, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I went down there with Laura, um, who's the singer, and basically like shot the video <laughs> on my iPhone with her just like, it's, ba- it's, it's actually oddly similar to the final video. It's just minus all the extras. <laughs> right. Right. All the creepy amazing yeah, all extras the cre- with masks. <laughs> yeah. And it looks way worse because it's not shot in a red. <laughs> right. Right. Do you, I have a question. Um, do you feel like, like when you're making music videos for, uh, you know, a band or artist that, you know, or do you feel like the concepts that you're, you know, creating for these music videos have um like a personal element to them or do you feel like the narrative work that you're making you know has more of the per- like personal element like do is there a separation mm. like for you like which one has more of a personal yeah i mean can like i feel like so with with the vi- the music videos that you've you've made that you've mm-hmm. directed um when you come up with a concept are you coming up with a concept, you know, being inspired by the track or the band or, a, you know, a, something a little bit more abstract? Or are you, do you have kind of like a personal curiosity that gets inserted into the making of that, that music video? Totally. I think it's both. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> as you said that, it all felt very applicable to... Um, the the four music videos um i think like i mean i guess the process that i usually follow is i listen to these like the band will send the song and i'll listen to the song literally like a hundred plus times um Mm -hmm. often in a row (laughs) and just kind of um repeatedly listen to the point that i can start to gain some just visuals from the music itself and so i think that often the very initial idea does come from the song um but the narrative uh i mean more some more than others but the narrative uh can be pretty personal to me as well i mean like the um a video i did for for um the session called flames and figures that video even though it's maybe like from the outside, it seems like it's the most abstract, uh, is definitely like the most, um, personal narrative. Uh, and, and to me, it, it absolutely has a very like concrete meaning, uh, and is a bit of a time capsule for (laughs) that moment in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I don't necessarily mind if, if in fact, (laughs) I almost expect that people aren't going to get that exactness to it. I, enjoy um creating uh art that like people can put themselves into a little bit you know i like to leave space for for the audience if that makes sense yeah um but yeah so i guess to answer your question it really is a bit of both because um they are they can be very personal and they all do like mean something to me in a different way um but yeah i mean the the concepts emerge from the songs and then i think sometimes afterwards i realize like oh shit (laughs) this uh this really does apply to my life right now doesn't it (laughs) Mm -hmm. in some way is oh go ahead Winnie. sorry oh um i I was just gonna kind of segue to to um 
you know, you directing, he won't belong and, and working on the script. Well, really quickly before we do that, then, um, <laughs> I have yeah, one yeah, more no. follow up question. Uh, about yeah, the music video yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, so, uh, have you ever pitched an idea to a band that they were not into and that you had to like come up with another idea or have you always, your pitches always landed, um, you know, when you pitch <laughs> these videos? <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, you know, I think the biggest reason that they get, uh, that they don't get made, I have like a Google drive folder called music video graveyards oh, nice. <laughs> and it's where I put all the concepts, uh, <laughs> that have not been made. And there's, you know, I, there's probably like a dozen or so in there. Um, but it's not because it's almost always money. I mean, that really is what it comes down to is like, oh, really? sometimes the concepts, it's just like, uh, you know, the band is interested, but, uh, I think it's it's always sort of like a mutual agreement to kind of figure out the money situation, right? And I don't want to I don't want to make it if I don't feel like it's going to turn out in a way that yeah. I think I'll be like really proud of in the end. And you know, I think it's kind of vice versa. I think people coming to me for a music video, they've seen my previous music video work and they're probably expecting something that looks like that, right? And <laughs> that does costs some money unfortunately right mm -hmm. yeah and the reason why i asked that question is because i have a friend who's in a band or used to be in a band and there was one song that they had on their new album yeah that i just loved it was like i was so crazy about the song totally. and then i had this amazing idea for a music video all about my interpretation of the song and yeah. what i thought we could do and it would be this huge like big budget thing but i was like i put my own money into it like it'll be amazing let's do this and then the singer didn't like the idea he just was like completely not into it then he pitched me some other idea and Did i was he like just straight up tell you like i don't like that but pretty much <laughs> oh, roughly like I wrote this really passionate message to him about this story. And then he was like, that's not really what I was intending with the lyrics. And totally. that's not really whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like, if we do a music video, it should be more like this. And, and then I was just like, you know, if we're, we're not gonna, not going to do this idea, we're not doing any idea. <laughs> and I was just like, you and know, at that point, I was like, that was probably like the third or fourth I tried to pitch to bands <laughs> about doing a music video. And I was like, you know what? I should make short films. Like, screw this. Like, I if I'm going to do one, it should be something I really care about. And yeah, it's just hard to get people on board sometimes. No, yeah. totally. I mean, sometimes I've had a couple times where bands will come to me with concepts and, um, <laughs> you know, for one reason, reason or another, uh, it's just, it, it doesn't seem like something that I think I would be like the best director for, you know what I mean? Like there, there's stories and there's concepts that really intrigue me and interest me. And I just kind of know off of a gut feeling whether it's going to be something that I would be super excited to direct. And I have to be super excited to, to direct it. Otherwise... I just think it's not worth anyone's time, you know, to like move forward with it. So, I mean, I've turned, even I've if they have a budget. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's been a really? couple times. Wow. There's, there's been a couple times where like <laughs> there's a budget and there's, uh, you know, like a, a concept that they have. Um, but to me, it's like, I don't know. I have to really feel like, um, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it sounds, uh, weird, but I mean, I just have to be invested somehow. And, um, yeah, I don't know the, the four that I've done, it's like, these are concepts that I've come up with and brought them to the band. And, um, they feel like 
um, they, they've definitely been reworked. A couple of them had to be like heavily reworked for sure from the initial concept, often due to money. Uh, sometimes it's just like, you know, um, I kind of dream a little too big in a way. And then we have to pare things down to like find a way to still do it. Um, I think they all have had a, a degree of that, but, um, yeah, I mean, usually if I'm pitching to a band, um, money is the ultimate reason it doesn't happen. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, well, I, I just back to what we were talking about off mic. I mean, I think that's probably why a lot of your work all has this familiarity to it because you don't just take on anything. You don't just say yes to any idea that comes around. Like you wait for the ones that really resonate with you. So I think that's part of what it means to like have a style and have a, like, you know, your own stamp of, you know, whatever you want to call it artistic, you know, vision or something, you know? Um, but I'm yeah. kind of the, I have taken the opposite sort of viewpoint to my work lately. It's like anyone who wants me to direct anything, I'm in <laughs> as long as it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll work job. on, oh I'll pretty God. much work on anything. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, but like right. when it comes to the stuff I direct, it just really has to, I mean, it, I guess it's, it's, it really is that it's, it, what it comes down to the stuff that I direct, like that is yeah. something that I I have to really think long and hard about like, is this the next thing that I want to direct? Cause yeah. to me that feels like a real commitment um, to giving it everything I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. When do you want to transition to the, um, you yeah, know, to maybe. the short film? Well, I guess kind of, <laughs> yeah. because... take us wherever you want to go I feel like okay so I mean what you're just saying it was making me think about um kind of like the your your own personal trajectory mm -hmm. like do you so like on a personal level for me like I don't want to be paid to direct <laughs> you know and that's like I'm confident saying that because, you know, I want to produce. And right. I feel like, sure, I would like to direct things that I write or that I feel like, okay, I need to direct this because I'm the right person for this thing specifically. For you, mm -hmm. you know, could you see yourself, like, you know, being a commercial director or a feature director like being paid to direct other people's ideas could you see yourself doing that like yeah I, I i definitely think i i i know that i could direct someone else's ideas mm -hmm. it just <laughs> has to be like the right idea you know what i mean like um i'm sure there are stories that could really excite me um but i think like where i'm at right now it's like um i've just been very kind of insular and, and focused on this, the stories that I've been making, but it, by all means, like, yeah, I, I would be open to that. Uh, I, I love directing. That's my, my favorite part of the process. Mm -hmm. Um, writing to me is also exciting in its own way, but it's, it feels very like laborious to me. It can, it can take a long time for me. I feel <laughs> like I really have to like lock myself up and just, you know, actually it, it make sure I get some work done. You know, it just feels yeah. like the, it feels like the hardest part of the process is, is just to focus uh, on that. But right. once it's written for me, it's, it becomes a little easier because um, then it becomes more about doing to me. And I think that's the part that excites me. Like uh, 
it all feels like it's building towards getting on set and being able to direct. And um, there's just something about that process that is just totally magic to me and uh, is super exciting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I guess to answer your question, yes, I, w I would totally direct things that other people have written. Yeah. Nice. And do you feel like, so I guess now we can go back to the short. Um, yeah. <laughs> so with directing He Won't Belong, um, and this being kind of this like very intimate story with, you know, some very like personal elements. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like putting work out in the world that feels, you know, super vulnerable or super personal to you? Yeah. You know, it's been a really strange process, the, the, especially the last month that we've been doing this Indiegogo, mm -hmm. um, because prior to, you know, late January, this has been like a very, uh, in a way, like three, four people knew about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, before that it was just me for months, you know? Um, and, and definitely I didn't think about it at all when I was writing it. Like when I was writing it, it's more just like, yeah, this is the story and this is what I want to say. And, um, you know, this is really exciting to me right now. And it, it feels like, uh, you know, very personal and, um, revealing in some ways, uh, and I remember sending it to to Matt. Matt was Matt Rome is my director of photography for all the music videos, and he's also the director of photography for He Won't Belong. Um, he was the first person I sent it to, and I remember sending him the email with the script and like totally feeling a pit of my stomach, you know, drop kind of sensation, and just being like, "Wow, okay, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess this is something that other people are going to have to consume in some way, and I have to like be okay with that." Um, so yeah, I mean, it does feel very vulnerable. Um, it's sort of like when you have your head down and you're working on all these little parts and, and pieces of it, you kind of, you kind of stop thinking about the bigger picture <laughs> and you're just kind of like focused on, well, yes, we have to get this shot and, you know, uh, yes, I have to, uh, find this actor to do this and, and whatever, like, this is how the scene's going to go down and let's get this prop and blah, blah, blah. And it, I feel like it's only going to... Uh, kind of resurface that feeling uh, when it's like playing in a room of people, you know, that's, that's often when all my nerves hit. <laughs> yeah. The film itself is about nerves and anxiety. And, and clearly, it's, you know, pulling from a place of uh, definitely like personal experience. And um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be interesting to put it out. I'm super excited, for sure. It definitely feels like, I, I think, I think you always got to kind of challenge yourself and you got to do shit that's like going to make you feel uncomfortable sometimes. And I often feel like that's what can sometimes result in some really, um, I don't know, powerful work, uh, and, and work that I'm proud of. So, um, it's at this point I'm operating off a, well, I have to do this <laughs> kind of level. Right. Right. <laughs> like I just have to get this out, you know? Yeah. Of my system. Yeah. Oh, that's, I think that's a good incentive to make work is feeling like, you know, you can't, like, this is something you have to do. You know, it's, it's not like bucket list, but it's like, you know, like, it, it would feel like, um, it would feel like a loose end if you didn't do this. Yeah, that's absolutely right. the, the, the place I'm operating from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And do you have any goals with this short film? Like, is, 
is it just something that you want to make to make it and try to get it out into the world and have people see it? Or is there a certain like end goal that you're hoping to get from making this film? Yeah. I mean, well, the, there's sort of two answers to that in a way, like on the practical end of things. Yeah. I'm making this movie because I want people to see it and uh, I hope that it can get into some festivals and I hope that, you know, it can just get to as many, you know, eyeballs as possible. Like, I think that's a general goal that most filmmakers are aiming towards um, is just being seen. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the other answer to that is, um, is, I guess I want to create something that I feel like is not something I'm seeing a lot of right now. Um, and I guess I want to create something that feels like it explores uh, themes that I like to see in movies um, and things that, that mean a lot to me uh, personally. The film has a lot of, or it, it is, it, it's, it's a queer themed film. And to me, I always kind of think back on um, like when I was, in the closet and like thinking about the movies that I was seeing. And um, I think a big goal of this film was to kind of find a way to make something that I kind of wish I would have seen <laughs> a long time ago um, and nice. represent, um, you know, gay men uh, in an alternate way mm -hmm. to be vague. <laughs> right. mysterious in in more in a way that it isn't being depicted in you know hollywood filmmaking yeah. in these days basically for the most part i mean I, that is changing for sure like i definitely thought that calling by her name was incredible um i thought moonlight was incredible there's there's been some amazing queer cinema in these past few years like no doubt uh and it's super it's actually a super exciting time i think uh but you know I, I guess I just want to add my voice to that equation, if that makes sense. You know, I think, yeah. I think there, there still needs to be more of it. You know, I think uh, the more the merrier. And, and I think, um, yeah, it's like, I, I want to see more queer filmmakers just, um, <laughs> just getting seen more. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe also a part of it is like having someone watch this and feeling like they can relate to who they're seeing it on screen, you know, like, like seeing, the nuances of personalities, you know, uh, of characters that you can relate to that resonate with you and you, and you feel like, you know, you're less alone, you know, like, I, I mean, mm -hmm. I would hope that yeah. somebody would watch this short and be able to relate to one or two or, you know, three of the characters and, and just, you know, and feel like, yeah, there's representation of, of, you know, their community or who they are as people. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's probably part of the intention of the film. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like, it definitely, it doesn't just come from my experience too, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, the thematic elements in the film, uh, pull from my experience, but also other, you know, gay men that I've known in my life, uh, mm -hmm. who I've been close with and sort of seeing thematic similarities and, in, in you know, multiple people and, uh, kind of mashing those things together into, you know, one character, you know, it's like finding the, the commonalities and, and, um, and struggles that I think a lot of queer people can, can face, uh, you know, especially, I, I would say, especially post coming out. 
you know, I, I think the coming out story is also a, a totally valid and, and super interesting story. But to me, this story is more about like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> sometimes you come out and it doesn't really solve all your problems or not even sometimes it's basically every time, <laughs> you know, it, it, you, t you talk to any queer person and, and it's not like that. I think you think that it's going to um... like everything's going to be <laughs> yeah. fine now because you're, you're like, out. Oh, great! Like now I have a community, and this is just, <laughs> my life's going to be super easy now, right? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> but of course, that's not the case. And I think that's like a big realization for a lot of queer people is like, you know, these anxieties and these sort of um, fears that you have uh, through through you know adolescence or, or, or however long it can take you to, to come out. Um, you, you know that that's that can stay with you, and I think there's. Uh, I, I'm sure that will change too, like as um, society, you know, becomes more accepting and like um, coming out won't be such a, it won't really be <laughs> this thing that needs to happen where you let everyone know in your life and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think until then, there's sort of like these fears and anxieties that I think um, can build up in people who kind of have to like keep part of their personality secret for so many years. Well, that's awesome that you're just making the movie because you feel like this is a movie that you that needs to be seen and that you want to see. I think that's always the best reason to make anything is because it's something that you really want to see out 100%. in the world. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, there'll be other people who share that desire to see that type of movie, you know, um, which usually happens. I mean, at least in, in my case, it's been so far so good. You yeah, you just, yeah, you just trust your instincts with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess back to the goal question. So it's, it's not, yeah. you don't have like a feature script for, of this lined up, ready to go that you're going to, you know, try to fundraise for as soon as the, <laughs> the, the short is out or you don't have like, you know, whatever other big plans. It's just make the movie, get it seen, have this vision out in the world for people to enjoy. Well, I do have a larger goal to make feature films. Absolutely. Like 100% I want to make feature films <laughs> at some point here. Uh, right. But, you know, that requires a lot more money. And I feel like a short film is, is a quicker and easier way to, like, show people that you could do that if, if given the opportunity and given the funds. Um, and that is so it's I also So it's also a calling card, too, for you to, to make yeah. your first feature at the same time. So it's like... Yes. So, yeah. I mean, and that's basically the reason why I made most of my shorts was because a like I want, I need something to show people to like prove to the world that I can make a cool movie, you know. Mm -hmm. And then secondly because like everything that I made I've had a really strong connection to as well, except they're not um <laughs> they're not <laughs> dramas, they're uh, horror movies or sci-fi <laughs> movies, but I still like they're still very personal stories and they still have um you know a strong connection to me, but Yeah, but dude, I, I, always... I watched uh, I watched Strange Thing right before we started oh. recording. <laughs> Oh, that was thanks, cool. Man. <laughs> I actually have, I have a question. Now I'm flipping the tables here. I have a question uh -oh, for uh -oh. you. Oh, yeah. Was that, um, do you play Silent Hill? <laughs> uh, I, I played a little bit of it, yeah, when I was younger, but I play a lot of Resident Evil. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Because yeah. it totally, I, I thought that it maybe was like partially inspired by Silent Hill 4, The Room, which is, I, I'm a video game nerd, uh, by the oh, way. Oh, me, um, me too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was, there's some vague similarities. Obviously, it's it goes uh, okay. in a different direction, but just the setup was was very similar, and I was like, "Oh, this is oh, awesome!" Because nice. I love that game and I love that concept, and um, yeah, yeah. I haven't played Silent Hill four, um, but now I want to because that sounds sounds you awesome. You should, you should. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, man. I'm glad glad you liked it, and uh, yeah, that was that was like my movie, the first short film I made that was like, 
yes, I'm going to make this short film. It's going to like get into festivals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to show it to people. I'm going to get like a producer to like, you know, sign me or whatever or something. <laughs> and I'm going to be off to Hollywood in a couple years making my feature. <laughs> like that was like literally like what I thought like back in 2012. And right. then, you know, three short films later after that one. And, you know, I'm finally at the place where I'm going to make my feature this year. And it's like, it took like whatever. Oh, that's seven, so exciting. Seven years to get there or, or something. <laughs> the saga Not continues. It, it doesn't matter yeah. how long it takes. I mean, right. yeah, it's just exciting that you're doing it. And that's something I learned through the process that it doesn't matter how long it takes. Yeah. Like I used to be obsessed with time when I was younger. Like that itch, <laughs> I need to do it right now. Like I have to make my first feature before I'm 30. Like I have to do all these things and blah, blah, blah. And then like I've, you yeah. know, slowly shedded that. Over time the is years. just obsolete now. <laughs> yeah, basically. We're still well, alive like, and kicking. Yeah, man. I mean, I can be directing movies until I'm 90 if I stay healthy. So I have so much more time left. Like, I'm not even worried about it. Well, maybe I put on a chill face, but I was totally obsessed with the same thing when I was writing. Oh, he really? Went along. I was like, man, I got to finish this before I'm 30. And now I'm 30 and we have started production. So, you know, yeah. sometimes it just takes longer than you think. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's not about how fast you do it. It's about no. getting the story right and getting the team right and all the things and you know, yeah, not rushing. I, I rushed my no, first no. short film, I have to admit. So um, that was a, a lesson well learned is like, you know, just, you know, if, if the universe is telling you to take like a little break or like push it back a couple weeks, like listen take to the it, universe. Yeah, totally. yeah, don't don't be so stubborn. Like Get I, the right people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's like number yeah. one. Yeah, luckily yeah. I had good people. It was just that I just... I was so stubborn on when it had to be made that I didn't like give myself the leeway I could have given myself to like make it better, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, back to you, Dominic. <laughs> um, let's go back to your story. Um, so how far along on the process are you with he, he won't belong? I, I just saw that you uh, reached your goal recently. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that was super, that was super exciting. Super happy. Uh, that everyone um to, and like a huge thanks to everyone who donated that was yeah yeah, that was yeah awesome. and, and just like i mean hats off because like i think crowdfunding has been difficult since it first became a thing but i think it's only gotten more difficult as we've been inundated with more and more crowdfunding campaigns right. you know and so to to raise ten thousand dollars on uh any of the crowdfunding platforms is a pretty big accomplishment in my book so you know you guys should be very proud. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It, it, now pressure's on. We're gonna, we're gonna make this thing. <laughs> yeah. So when do you guys shoot? Is it gonna be uh, in the summer? In the next couple months? Like, what, what's the plan? Well, originally, originally we talked about shooting in the spring, um, just because the nature of the the story it kind of you know takes place in kind of a, a rainy season or a rainy day um, kind of vibe, but um, we're currently casting for our leads. So really, like the important thing is is getting the talent that we're happy with, um, and and making that a priority, and then you know finding the dates that will work for us. And you know it it being kind of in a rainy environment, like we can we can find ways to make it work. You know even if it's not like storming nice. or you know. Yeah, so. totally. So yeah, right now we're casting, and then hopefully we're. Yeah, we're. It might be May. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, casting. Nice. Casting is definitely the important piece um, yes. right now. 
we have you know people in mind for crew that we've been talking to people are aware of the project um but we you know without locking in our leads we don't have dates set so Mm -hmm. really once this casting piece is in place we can set some dates you know um and kind of move forward with the rest of production just getting everything lined up and how are you going about casting? Like, are you just trying to find the right actor, like in out of the Bay Area talent pool? Are you going to Los Angeles well, for cast? Are we... you trying to get like a name person? <laughs> we were like, like... Oh, well, let's like take this on ourselves at first. <laughs> but, oh, wow. but, at first. but yeah, at <laughs> Part first, one of the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it is like you know, I think that yes, you can always try and take it on yourself. You know, it there's some some cost savings to that. There's, you know, being really involved in the process, but I think, you know, we both work, um, we both work, you know, he has a a job and I'm a freelancer and, you know, juggling projects. So casting is, you know, I feel like you need to dedicate a lot of time to it if you want to find the right people and, and, you know, truly give it the, the time and the energy that it deserves so we're currently working with uh, someone who's casting for us, but um, yeah, we're just keeping we're keeping close in touch with her to give her, you know, our casting specs, what we're looking to achieve, you know, what the dates might be, you know, yeah, she she has you know everything she needs to kind of like run with it now. Yeah, we we very recently brought her onto the project. Yeah, to be we're like, right. okay, nice. it's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Do you have any interest in finding somebody who's more known to be in in your film? Like, you know, somebody who's got some TV credits or maybe supporting roles in movies but never a lead role? Like, is that Hell yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, bring them my way. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get some meetings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I no, think I mean, it's totally, like, but is that going to happen? I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've been hearing lots of stories that it's surprising, like who will be interested in, in being in a, a small project, you know, yeah. especially if you have yeah. a little budget to throw their way. You know? I, you know, I feel like lately I've been seeing a lot of indies that are like much smaller scale, but with with some really like huge talent. Like mm-hmm. they're yeah. like, I think I think talent like i think a lot of actors and actresses are looking for meaty uh original roles and they're finding it in the independent space Mm -hmm. you know if you're not looking at the major franchise movies like the huge budget marvel you know action movies or or you know the rom-com that we all are so familiar with um i think they're looking for smaller movies to get an opportunity to like have a say in the character development and, you know, like play a part that hasn't existed before. Like I, you're seeing that way more in the independent scene than in the commercial scene. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see like, you know, actors with names like appearing in short films, which I don't think I really saw as much before. No. And I feel like it's, well also like net, I feel like the networks are starting to buy short films so shorts yeah. are getting, a, you know, a, I feel like they're getting a little bit more attention than they have been um, mm-hmm. in the yeah. last few decades. So, it, like, it's definitely looking good. 
Cause, you guys I should mean, start sending out some offer letters, you know? Like, know. F- find out your dream cast, like, whoever it is. I mean, you know You've what? Got that's, a that's actually director a really now. great idea. Like, it is maybe, a good idea. We're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> write some letters. You know, You're hired, like, Ulrich, as, uh, as a consultant. <laughs> yes. This right. is a great consultant uh, meeting. Right now. I love this. Yeah, no, I, this is something that I'm doing with my feature, is, like, yeah. when I have enough money to make my movie, like, this right. is what we're going to do. We're going to go after the biggest names we can. Yeah. Um, but I feel like... Like for if I was making a short film right now and I, that I had just raised ten thousand dollars for, I would be doing the exact same thing. Like I would be, you know, trying to get the biggest name, that actor that I feel is perfect for the role, yeah. to be in my movie. You know, yeah. Uh, and since you have such a personal story that you, you know, it's so close to you, and it, I think it's something that resonates right now with just people in general mm-hmm. and within the industry as well you know it's something that we're seeing more of i think that you'd have a really good chance of attracting some you know some amazing talent to be in, in your film so thanks for the pep talk i love yeah. that yeah man. coach absolutely yeah <laughs> put us in coach <laughs> oh, yeah i'm ready to go i'm still for it whatever i get positive whatever i get positive about s- with someone else is always like you know <laughs> echoing back to myself like what i should be telling myself <laughs> with my own project right, it's like yeah or yeah, you could do it too <laughs> that's yeah it just sounds better when it comes from somebody else mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah so, and sometimes it's what you need to hear even if right. it's something that you're thinking it's good to hear from some other voice you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> Um, so I have a question and, and this comes from a listener who, um, kind of gave me some shit recently for, <laughs> uh, asking the same old questions over and over that he's like pulling his hair out hearing. Um, so shout out to you, Michael Cawood for sending me this email. And so the question he said when he, cause I asked like, what was the biggest challenge you had in blah, you know, right. and he's like so tired of that. And I think it's a good question, but whatever. <laughs> um, so his, his question is. What advantages and or disadvantages do you feel you had as a filmmaker in your life? That's a great question. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Because usually, yeah. As a filmmaker. Yeah. hmm. Like what, like what, what helped you achieve your goal of making your films and what has like put you back in your goal, achieving your films? Like what was going good for you and, and going bad for you? And, you know, based on who you are as a person, I guess. Yeah, I think like, I don't know, um, definitely going to film school, while in many ways was a pointless waste of time, um, did result <laughs> <Damn>. in, <laughs> did, result, did result in some uh, meeting some amazing people who I like still collaborate with. Um, Matt being like, number one on that list. I mean, we collaborate on everything now. And we met in film school. Nice. So uh, it's like, I, I think like, you can, you learn so much from the people around you. And, and I think like people around you can kind of um, encourage you to push yourself harder. Uh, and so I feel like my work um, improved a lot when I s- started surrounding myself with, you know, just fellow artists and just seeing how hard other people were working and like realizing, man, I really got to step my game up so I can, you know, have something to say for myself over here, you know? Um, so I think there's like a personal pressure that I, that I put on myself. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's an advantage necessarily. It's just kind of who I am in a way. Um, but you know, I think when you, when you see great work around you, you want to create great work. Mm -hmm. And then this disadvantage, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think like, um, 
what's a disadvantage that that I have? I, I, I guess not being rich, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Ha- having no resources. Yeah, you know, I, think that's I wish I was rich so I could just <laughs> right. make these movies and not have to like crowdfund them or you know um, just spend more time actually making them. Yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot of filmmakers out there who do get funded by their parents to make their first film. You know, yeah. it's like. Right. I've, I heard story. I was it our episode, Winnie, with, with Ava? Ava that we were talking about yeah, this? Yeah, that and totally like getting, came up. You know, their parents like giving them their money to make their first feature or something like that right, or right. whatever, um, you know, which is amazing. You know, if you have that situation where you can, you know, you have people who are willing to do that for you. But I think most of us don't, you know, right. um, but I don't. so I think that's kind of like. I, I want a better disadvantage. Do you have another disadvantage you can give us besides not being rich? Because <laughs> I think a lot of us have we, that disadvantage. Yeah, we like everyone's all rolling their eyes right now. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, we're yeah. all not rich, Dominic. Like, come on. <laughs> um, hmm. I, I guess I'm trying to like understand the question a little more. Like, uh, disadvantage, it, it, like who I am personally, like what, like, Oh, but your or like your, your situation, <laughs> like from your background where you grew up or, you know, mm. whatever, like, like something that made it more difficult for you to achieve the goal of being a filmmaker than, you know, it would have been if you like were in different circumstances. I don't know. I think like a lack of confidence in, in the beginning for me, uh, which frankly probably did stem from me being in the closet. Like, I think there was just a, a there was a long time in my life where I just like wasn't really feeling like I could create something awesome. And I think like sometimes you just have to find a way out of that. And that can just be so many variety. It can, it can, the way you can get out of funks like that is, you know, there, there's many different routes out of it, but um, I don't know. I guess like I, I, I can get consumed by just personal anxieties and, and um you know, self-doubt and and second guessing yourself and lack of confidence. But I think like at this point, it's like, I just kind of keep my head down a little more and just like focus on the work, you know? Um, So I think maybe initially that, that was like something that was, that I had to kind of get over with um, creating stuff, like just, you know, just kind of (laughs) pushing through it sometimes. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good answer. I, I, I like that answer. <laughs> that's acceptable. <laughs> acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and rich. I'm not rich. I'm rich. Right, exactly. <laughs> Both in tandem. <laughs> right. Um, Winnie, do you have any, like, kind of wrapping up final questions uh, for Dom here? We're, like, about an hour in at this point. Um, I mean, I think we covered most of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, Dom, do you have anything that you want to add? Uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess not. No, <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I have more questions. I got questions oh, for a million yeah. years. So, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so my <laughs> here's one that won't take us down a long rabbit hole. Um, like if you could be directing any movie right now or making any type of movie that like as a feature, let's say with a limited budget, whatever you want it to be, like, what would that movie be? I mean, I'd have ideas for features right now that I am hoping to at some point make for sure. I, I, there's sort of a couple in my mind. Um, and I, I guess in the vaguest terms, like I really want to make, uh, a film that focuses on a band on tour. Um, because that's nice. something like that I've done with my band, uh, which is, 
been, you know, an extremely fun, but also like very sort of revealing experience, you know, when you're in one van with four people uh, and you're basically living together uh, as a group. Like, I think there's a dynamic that is there that um, I haven't really seen explored in like a very realistic way. Usually in like band films, it's like the rise to glory or it's kind of like, <laughs> right. it, it never feels very realistic. It, it's never just like about a band that isn't really making it, you know, or, or growing their career. Like that to me is less interesting than just like, who are the people in this band? And like, do they even get along? Like what's going on here? There's so, a short film that you should watch. Yeah. What's called it called? The Heights. The Heights. I'm writing yeah. it down. You know, I am. The it's Heights. like kind of what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And, cool. Uh huh. And yeah. 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 I mean, I love like personal driven narratives kind of, like I like to be drawn in by the characters. And so that's nice. been a feature I've been wanting to make. And I love horror too, which is something I haven't um, ah. explored much yet as far as like the music videos go. Um, well, though I, yeah, I guess a little bit. I mean, I, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Like I, I know ourselves. Really, yeah. that's, that's a horror movie, you know, of, of sorts for sure. Yeah. That was an interesting one because um, it definitely plays around in the horror genre, but like, I, I kind of conceived that as like a, a dark comedy with like little <laughs> oh, horror right. elements. And then it was only after it was done that I started showing people, they're like, whoa, this is like really dark. And I'm like, oh, really? It's, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> like, to me, that's like. That says a lot about your sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, totally. I'd have a dark sense of humor. But, um, but yeah, horror is something that I want to tackle at some point, um, either as a feature or a short film. I mean, Nice. Really, there's multiple ways, but I love horror as a genre. I think it can be, it's the most affecting to me. When I and see a great horror movie, it really, it really sticks with me unlike any other genre. And it's like, I, I feel like horror, I've heard this before, but it's like horror is the most, you know, financially successful um, genre, right? Like it makes the most yeah. money. Right, yeah, because they're so often low budget. Because right, they don't often right. need to have huge budgets to be effective. Yeah, yeah. right. I don't know if that's still true. That was definitely true like five, ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's still definitely there's still definitely a lot of money in it. I just don't think it's as lucrative as, as lucrative. it was yeah. in the DVD era. Yeah. Know, yeah. I think horror is making a I think horror is making a big comeback though in the last like oh, yeah. five years, uh, yeah. especially with like you know, um, Hereditary last right. year was huge. Um, yeah. Uh, Suspiria, I guess Suspiria yeah. maybe didn't do super well, but like. Um, I don't know. There's just been this influx of of uh, horror I mean, films in the last five years. Yeah, every, yeah get every, out, obviously. Yeah, too, or like it follows know. and yeah, yeah, it follows. follows. I loved it follows. Yeah, yeah get That's out like, was to me like a big, but that felt more like a big budget studio film, yeah. even though I I really liked it a lot, but um. Mm-hmm. I but mean, yeah, that's like, like a, but it's still a $4 million budget, you know, that's mm-hmm. like, Oh, it was 4 know, million. That was it. Yeah. I think oh. so. It's pretty low. Oh, okay. um, well, look, uh, but I mean, I, it was just I, executed very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think like this art house horror thing is definitely a thing right now, right. which, you right. know, I really like a lot. That's like my, my favorite type of genre of horror you totally. know, sub sub genre. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And, and I think it's like, um, I think maybe that's where it's coming from because those can often be small to, you know, medium sized budgets and, and yet they can sometimes just totally explode with audience. Cause it's kind of like oh, a, yeah. it's, it's genre fair, you know, like people are 
showing up because it's it's gonna you know <laughs> tap into the to the to the horror realm you know yeah totally um favorite horror movie go fast oh i mean it's the shining but okay. i mean isn't, isn't that everyone's nice. answer <laughs> um, you can't beat it <laughs> what's my favorite horror movie yeah what I is mean, it Ulrich? i don't know i mean i guess it depends on like what you 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 define as a horror film but uh like Terminator is a sci-fi action movie, but I also think there's a lot of horror in there. <laughs> Depends on how I, old you I were like. when you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey man, that end sequence, that's scary. You yes. know, still, still scary now. Um, <laughs> but like Alien, for instance, is like another one that I feel like is a, a sci-fi movie, but also a horror movie at the same time. But yeah, maybe that's, that's a cop out for, you know, horror fans. I don't know. Um, no, we we think, did an ep- we did an episode of my podcast on our ten favorite horror films. That was like a really oh, a really nice. fun one to do. But yeah, I'll have to find that one. Did uh, tw- <laughs> did Twenty Eight Days Later show up on it at all? Oh, it, that's a it good didn't. One. But I do love that movie. That is, um, I don't know why that like movie made a mark on me. Like mm. I, I I feel like it was like maybe it, it had so been good. a really long time since I'd seen a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I remember watching it and like watching it. Again and again and again. And mm. it was just like one of those movies that, you know, if I was in college and it was like if me and my roommates were hung over on a Saturday, we probably had that on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. It was so good. Also, one of the first or early digital films, too, that was shot on, on yeah. digital cameras. Yeah, so that's true. another fun tidbit. I remember seeing that in the theater and being like, oh, my God, this is a film. Mm-hmm. Whoa, mm-hmm. I could do it, too. <laughs> Right. Oh, I have to have million dollars for film. Right, right, <laughs> Session right. Session Nine was a big movie for me, seeing mm. uh, with a really similar kind of thing. It was, mm-hmm. um, it was shot digitally uh, and super low budget. Um, this this do you, do you, do you guys know about Session Nine? I, I've I heard of know, it. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the director just like had unique access to this um, abandoned uh, mental institution. Oh, um, sure. yeah. and like it, it, the. The the set, I guess you could call it, is is amazing. I mean, because he barely had to do anything. It just like already looks amazing. The walls are decaying, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's just it 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 looks so cool. Um, but yeah, it's also like super low budget, and I think one of the best horror movies ever made. I think it came out in, like two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. I'm looking it up right now. It's two thousand one, and it. I oh, mean, nice. even just reading the description, it sounds like one of those video games. Where <laughs> Silent Hill, yeah, yeah it was heavily inspired by Silent, or I feel like it was inspired by Silent Hill. Yeah, I, I nice. feel like I feel like I've played a game like that where you're like trying to escape the insane asylum. Yeah, it's like this crew, this cleaning crew. Uh, is They're trying to remove with... asbestos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they they like wow. have one week to do it, and so they're they're wow. there like cleaning up and. As That's the week crazy. goes on, like crazy shit goes down. It's amazing. It's so good. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. Nice. <laughs> All right, Winnie, you want to take us out? Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks to Dominic for being on the show. Where can we find your work? Um, you can find it uh, on my website, which is just www.dominicmercurio.com. Um, Mercurio is M-E-R-C-U-R-I-O. Uh, and you can also follow me on Instagram. I'm always posting about what i'm working on next there uh and my instagram handle is at, at dominic mercurio cool awesome nice um and then you can check out the website for the podcast at uh, making movies is where you can find links to the things we talked about on this episode um, if you want to get in contact with us send an email to podcast 
at makingmoviesishard.com. Or find us on Twitter and Facebook at MMIHpodcast. Um, I'm WNNE underscore WNG on Instagram, and Ulrich is... Our, oh, Ulrich B <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook and now Instagram. And we also have a uh, Instagram for the Facebook for the Facebook Instagram for, <laughs> for the podcast. It's also at MMIH podcast on Instagram. Um, and don't forget, we also have a Patreon now, too. So if you like the show and you want it to keep going, uh, you can uh, check it out and support us if you if you like the show. And um, eventually I will do bonus content. I promise I haven't done it yet. It's coming. I just need to find some time to do it. Uh, so hopefully by the time people hear this, it's happening. Yeah. Could I also mention that I got a podcast too, if you want to oh, listen to Oh, yes. crossover. <laughs> crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I promote a podcast on a podcast? Is that super rich? Do, do it. <laughs> yeah, I also have a podcast. It's called Totally Tell Me. Uh, we post new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google oh. Play, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Every other Wednesday. I was wondering why I didn't have a new one. Ah, it's coming that out tomorrow. We, we watched oh, I Climax. Can't wait. Oh, nice. Oh, I haven't even heard of Climax. that. Oh, it just came out. It just came out on Friday. Oh, really? Good oh, wow. Was it good? Well, you'll have to listen to that. Oh, right. Well, I have to see it first. And <laughs> right. then, you know, even though you do Spoiler your, your, your non Oh, no, sorry. It, it, it was just cutting out for a sec. What did you say? Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I just I haven't seen Climax, um, but I want to see it. Uh, and, oh yeah, uh, but I but I re- remember you guys have a non-spoilery section of your yeah, show, yeah. so I could listen to like half the show and then like just <laughs> you stop. absolutely can, Ulrich. I like how yeah. you're being a nice ad for me right now. <laughs> you can you can listen to those. Um, yeah, we start every show. I mean, at first the the show is like completely not even about the movie. It's just kind of like catching yeah. up and having Which fun. Which is really We're talking fun. About- yeah, we 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 make we try and make it like casual, um, and then yeah, eventually we do start talking about the movie, but we always save spoilers for last. I'm like a total spoiler freak. Like awesome. I hate I hate getting spoiled. So <laughs> I'm like super. When I edit the show, I like take out anything that anyone says that like even remotely <laughs> applies to like wow. <laughs> the plot past like the first ten minutes. So oh, you are safe with me. I promise. <laughs> wow, <laughs> sweet. You'll actually you'll get more spoiled from looking up synopsis. Then you will. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, no synopsis for Climax. Don't See look the up the synopsis. Yeah. Listen to the podcast first or after, <laughs> whatever you want. Um, yeah. And I love the podcast, by the way. I already said that, but I just, a huge fan. So, thanks, you know, man. Yeah. It's like blends of my two favorite things, like kind of comedy esque podcasts, you know, and movie podcasts, like in one podcast. So, yeah. It's I'm awesome. A, I'm about to drive to the Bay tomorrow morning at like six in the morning. So I have like a long drive. So I'll be catching up on your podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the new one. I, I actually really like this one coming yeah. out tomorrow for Climax. Sweet. Okay. When you're almost done. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you like the show, tell a friend, um, help us get the word out, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, Thanks to Dom for coming on for a great show and talk to you guys next week.